0: Here's everything you might have missed in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're gonna break down the latest trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We're gonna talk about all the Easter eggs, plot details, and things you might have missed in just a moment. And while there won't be spoilers for this movie per se, we do have to spoil elements of the Guardians holiday special to provide context. So if you wanna go into this knowing nothing at all, well, think fast and leave before it's too late. Come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? Okay, let's get into it, shall we? As the Marvel Studios logo dissolves into the coloring from Peter's awesome mixtapes, we see Peter Quill standing alone aboard the Bridge of the Bowie. This massive ship is new to the Guardians, introduced during the Guardians' holiday special on Disney+. Plus. You put the cloaking device on like you said you did, right? Yes. <laughs> Star-Lord explained the Guardians were gone for quite a while, perhaps referencing the blip and rebuilding in the aftermath of Endgame. As we know from the holiday special, they purchased nowhere from the collector, so they've been pretty busy making home improvements and bringing home the bacon. I said... (laughs) <laughs> the team flies over New York City, but they land in a strange suburb where they're wearing their costumes from the 2008 comic book run. They're confronted by confused citizens, many of whom are anthropomorphic humanoid animals, kind of like Rocket. And speaking of Rocket, everyone's favorite trash panda who hates being called a raccoon isn't actually present when the team lands here in suburbia. Much of volume three will revolve around Rocket confronting his tragic past. He was the subject of brutal genetic experiments at the hands of the high evolutionary, whose hands we see literally reaching for a baby Rocket later in the trailer. He's so cute, it's so sad. Groot, Drax, Mantis, Nebula, and Star-Lord confront these concerned citizens, but Drax's unique style of diplomacy goes about as well for him as finding out someone else ate all the Zarg-nuts. Except you ate them all. Get over the Zarg-nuts! Instead of coming in peace, Drax comes in pain and yeets a dodgeball at light speed into that poor little girl's face. RIP to a real one. These alien-like citizens are the New Men, the subjects of the High Evolutionary's lifelong quest to push evolution to its limit. First appearing in 1966's Thor 133, the New Men are humanoid animals imbued with heightened consciousness after the High Evolutionary subjected them to his genetic engineering. Some of the New Men we see here, like the turtle and panda people, are straight out of the comics, like in Wolverine First Class number four. Another of the high evolutionary subjects was also teased previously in WandaVision. There was an ad for Bova brand milk, and Bova was the humanoid cow lady who looked after Wanda Maximoff when she and Pietro were born on Mount Wondegore. In the comics, it was home to the high evolutionary citadel, not just a temple of C'thun like we saw in Multiverse of Madness. So the real question is where exactly are the Guardians here? Well, this could be Counter-Earth, another version of Earth made by the High Evolutionary and placed one microsecond out of sync with their Earth to hide it from normies. First appearing in 1972's Marvel premiere number one, this was meant to be the High Evolutionary's utopian version of Earth that was mainly inhabited by his monstrous new men. This version of Earth basically wound up being the same as the other Earth, but instead it was just full of animal-human hybrids. So H.E. sent a superhero of sorts in to clean it up, Adam Warlock. In the comics, the high evolutionary is actually the person who gives the soul gem to Adam Warlock. The intergalactic hero would go on to wear this gem on his forehead and draw powers from it, kind of like the Vision does with the Mind Stone in the MCU. And we can definitely see a gem-like object on Adam Warlock's head in the trailer. So maybe they made an artificial infinity stone, maybe they borrowed a paperweight from Casey at the TVA, or maybe he's just a really big Lil Uzi Vert fan. Given that this is the multiverse saga in the MCU, we could definitely see the High Evolutionary pulling some kind of interdimensional hijinks that take the Guardians to counter Earth as well. Maybe these two worlds could be on a collision course for an incursion event, the kind of which was teased in Multiverse of Madness and in the lead up to Secret Wars in the comics. Moving on, there's another shot of the Guardians without Groot or Rocket playing a live action version of Among Us. Star-Lord's in yellow, Mantis is in orange, Drax in red, and presumably Gamora in green and Nebula in blue, but they could be switched. As for Gamora, spoiler alert, they find her, but more on that in just a little bit. The Guardians are leaping towards what appears to be a planet or a space station surrounded by a strange biological mass of tentacles. It looks like the Abolisk from Guardians Volume 2, but on steroids. Now, this is very likely the High Evolutionary's base because the base itself looks like it's undergoing the process of radical evolution in the grossest, most Akira-like way possible. Is he, like, trying to grow a celestial or something? Because the scale here is just immense and disgusting. And speaking of the abelisk, it seems like that creature makes a return as well later in the trailer when Nebula, Mantis, and Drax are trying to escape the burning wreckage of a building. Now, who could save them? Well, maybe Adam Warlock, because Gamora's nowhere to be seen with her handy dandy sword. Then again, we do see Adam Warlock beating the crap out of Nebula later, maybe because of her connection to Thanos. In the MCU, Adam Warlock was made by the Sovereign as the perfect weapon to destroy the Guardians and their enemies. In the comics, Adam was an experiment from a group of scientists known as the Enclave. They tried to make him the perfect human being. Eventually, he wound up under the influence of the High Evolutionary, cleaning up the failed utopia of Counter-Earth. And he also had to deal with an evil version of himself from another timeline. In his efforts to stop Thanos from gaining the Soul Stone, Adam wound up trapped inside of the stone for a while, inside that sweet, sweet world made of delicious orange soda, a fantasy. Inside the base, we also get to see the High Evolutionary from behind observing a young woman. Now, this could potentially be Luminous, the High Evolutionary's daughter of sorts that he made using the DNA of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. She clearly has some sort of unique abilities and has captured HE's attention. There's also a shot of Gamora looking skeptically at a Polaroid, presumably of her with the other Guardians, to show that they actually had a relationship. Since Thanos sacrificed the version of Gamora the Guardians knew, this past version of Gamora has no knowledge of them. While we know she does join up with the team from the trailer, it's gonna be a real 50 first dates type situation in the meantime. Touch me. Oh. There's also a shot of Gamora crouching low with a knife aboard the Bowie, so maybe these initial talks don't go so well. Or maybe Star-Lord just listened to something so sad on the Zune Yandu gave him in volume two that he passed out. Because there's a dramatic shot of the Guardians carrying Star-Lord's unconscious body through the streets of nowhere. What happened? Who knows? He listened to Space Hog, the music that plays in this trailer, Space Hog. We can see Mantis, Drax, Rocket, Nebula, Swole, Groot, Kraglin, and Cosmo. Now, if you haven't seen the holiday special yet, Cosmo's a telekinetic Soviet space dog who's now a proud part of the team. Previously, we saw her as a part of the collector's zoo, but now she's barking action, baby. Unfortunately, it seems like the Guardian's spacewalk aboard the High Evolutionary's bioorganic space base doesn't go super well. Drax looks critically injured, being helped along by Mantis and Gamora, and behind them, Star-Lord holds onto Nebula for support and is clutching a mysterious object. Perhaps this is a receptacle of some information or genetic material they may need. A resigned rocket lies on the floor surrounded by what looks like food pellets, and the grid pattern matches the inside of the cage from when we saw Baby Rocket as well. This is likely a flashback to when he's still one of HE's experiments dreaming of escaping someday. Rocket says we'll all fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky, and that gives way to Star-Lord entering the forever and beautiful sky, tackling a scientist out the window. Unfortunately for this doofus, Star-Lord's got rocket boots, but he's about to become the low evolutionary at 9.8 meters per second per second. Moving on, another sequence finds Star-Lord and Groot trying to outrun a crash-landing Bowie behind them, and then we see an intense close-up of the high evolutionary, followed by a surgical instrument covered in blood. There are shots of both Star-Lord and later Mantis screaming and crying in what appears to be an operating room. The sequence culminates with a heartfelt hug between Rocket and a mysterious otter. This is Lila, who Rocket mentioned way back in Guardians 1. She first appeared in the comics in 1982's Incredible Hulk 271. They come from the same planet and she's the love of Rocket's life, or more aptly, his significant otter. It's a fake laugh. <laughs> it's real! Given that James Gunn's confirmed that Guardians Volume 3 will contain some major character deaths, it's safe to assume that hospital scene is one of them. Based on the shot of Rocket doing his best Deathly Hallows impression and Drax with a grievous chest wound, they seem like the likeliest options to die. But if you wanna delve deeper into this question, we've got a video just for you that I'll link to in the description below. As the Guardians crew does a slow motion team walk through the flaming wreckage of a starship hangar, you can spot another mysterious critter tagging along with them in the bottom right. Honestly, no idea who that could possibly be, so if you happen to know, please tell us in the meantime. The trailer culminates with a killer shot of Groot going full General Grievous, using his many limbs to go back to back with Star-Lord in a shootout for the ages. After that emotional release, we see a seriously angry Drax on the warpath. While Drax's death threats get very specific and very sad, it seems like this is the crew gearing up to find a way to rescue Rocket, or at least figure out where he went. He could well be aboard the ship at this point, but it feels like Rocket's been apart from the crew for the majority of this trailer, so only time will tell. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything we spotted and wanted to delve into deeper in the Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3 trailer. We'll have other MCU deep dives for you in the days ahead, but for now, tell us, what did you think of the trailer? Did you spot anything that we missed? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.